Hey guys, this is Sam and Maki, two friends born in the U.S. and raised in African families pursuing wholeness, whatever that means. This is a podcast for us by us. So come take a seat at the table and let's chop it up. What's up, y'all? Welcome to another episode of Am I Whole Yet? This is your host, Sam. And Maki. What's good, everybody? Good to be back on the mic, though. I can't lie. I can't yes. lie. Oh, girl. How are you? Girl. It's, it's interesting out here. <laughs> In these streets. In these streets. Um... Should I be Eeyore or should I not? (laughs) (laughs) Just. (laughs) I don't know. Just whatever you really feeling, (laughs) honestly. I know I'm 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 asking you, but I'm really asking myself. Do I want to be Eeyore or do I not? You know what? There's a lot of shit going on in the world. That's what I'm going to (laughs) say. And it's making me ragey. (laughs) <laughs> um, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I mean, obviously, I'm still in the situation that maybe one day I'll feel comfortable sharing on the mic. But um, you know what? I'm I'm all right. I'm taking it one day at a time, and yeah. that's all that I re- really can do. And I just, I mean, I hope, I hope, but I hope y'all can accept that because I'm like that's all I can share at the moment. But it's okay if you don't because that's where it is yeah exactly and i'm just happy you're recording shoot because we didn't even think that you'd be able to have the capacity to record as often as you've been able to so we're grateful that you're here we love you we're still praying for you and your family thanks and i'm in this with you it's it's been cool to like make sure um you know, I, I carve out some space for this because I'm like, I, I think even though this is time and energy, it's also like life giving. So mm-hmm. I, I want to be doing things that like make me feel good and take care of me um, in the midst of all this. So appreciate you. you, friend. You're what welcome. For you, babe. What's going the on only reason I'm so uppity today is just because I went shopping, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> Tell the truth. If you had asked me this question yesterday or this morning honestly i would have probably been like life's been rough Mm -hmm. everything's hard it's been difficult to be motivated enough to even get out of bed in the morning thank god i have a dog because if i didn't have a dog i Mm -hmm. would be bedridden i feel like the way i've been feeling the past couple of weeks so yeah things have been really hard for me as well um just around relationships with my family, um, my relationship with my mother, my uh, just a lot of stuff, a lot of stuff. So mm-hmm. that's kind of rocked my world a little. So I'm trying to find my my steps. I'm trying to figure out how to put one foot in front of the other again. Um, sure. And shopping made me happy yeah. <laughs> i thought that i haven't you been shopping what? in so long i've been so responsible i've been saving i've been investing i've been trying to build my bank account Look so today i was just like you know what just go take care of yourself have fun live a little 
and it made me feel good. That's why I'm in good spirits. Okay, well, tell us tell us one thing that you're most excited about from what you got today. Girl, this NARS foundation. Whew. Really? This Wait, which NARS, one? it's the new formula. I think it's called like Matte Something. It's like their brand new foundation that they put out, I think like sometime last year. Mm-hmm. But when I say I put that stuff on and it came on like butter, I just butter and underneath this all my skin has been going through it so to be able to put the foundation on and it come on so smoothly and it looks so good even now I'm just like good yes 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 like even absolutely we love complexion. it. Complexion. Complexion. Sun kissed before the sun. <laughs> Pardon. <laughs> you know how it is. Finding a good foundation, I don't know. That feeling is just amazing. Amazing. Especially so, when you're brown. Exactly. Like it's hard. Yeah. Mind. Exactly. So that was nice. Um, I got a bunch of skincare products. We'll see what happens. My skin is okay. so sensitive <laughs> that... I switch it up from Clinique for one second. I'm going to be looking <laughs> like I was in a burning building. <laughs> like, <laughs> my skin burns so easily. No. Yeah. Like, it's so sensitive. So, pray so for the me, one y'all. thing, let's let's just tell the people, though, like, <laughs> quarantine got me on self-care. Like, on, yes. it's not self-care, skincare. Skincare. It got me on skincare, and I was, like, the biggest proponent. Like, I was telling everybody, whoever didn't want to hear, they was hearing the whole spiel. <laughs> And I was still, you know, popping. I'd have little friends on the on the face and my cheeks <laughs> And then, and remember what you said to me, Samantha? You're like, no, no, no. You know, like back home, everybody has the best skin. They're not putting no, no crazy stuff on there. Mm-hmm. And I was like, no, Samantha, my skin is the best <laughs> it's ever been. Like, da, 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 da. and then now, the past couple of months, I, you know, obviously that that train has what is it called? Gone. That, that ship, ship has, has sailed. sailed. Yeah. Um. And now that I'm not doing like any crazy stuff to my skin, like it really be soap and lotion, mm-hmm. like it calmed down. Yeah. So yeah. you the and Elsa, was, um, you when I say <laughs> you guys, these two girls, if it's even a tiny little bump, they're gonna go to Ulta to Sephora. They have to put mint conditioner, rosehip oil, blackberry oil, Jamaican castor oil. Take it to the mountain, go pray and meditate for the pimple. I'm just like, let your skin be. Just let it be. <laughs> let it be. I'm t- y'all had the solution we for we everything. Go, we go into panic mode. I don't know why. It's just like. If I would have just left it alone, yeah, like it would have just been gone in like four or five days, right? But I don't, and then I'd be like putting all this stuff on it. It's reacting, and then I got a <laughs> scar for two and a half years. I graduated with this scar over here. That was five years ago, ma'am. All these different assets working <laughs> together to burn you even more. <laughs> I don't know, ma'am. I, I have some things to rethink. Okay. <laughs> help me, oh y'all. If y'all got God. some tips, help the girl out because I'm lost. I'm bamboozled. They got my monies. They got me. <laughs> I believe the TikTok. <laughs> oh, my gosh, girl. Yeah. But you know what the new thing is for me? These bags under my eyes. I've never had that issue. 
And mm-hmm. as of the past like month or two, even when I do my makeup, that's mm-hmm. like the first thing that pops out. And I'm like, age, is that you? Oh, Jesus. Or is it just that like I'm going through a lot and I'm not sleeping as good as I should be? And that's probably why. Like my diet, my sleeping, my water intake. I'm like hoping sure. that's what it is and not just getting older. Ma'am, I'm taking a good, a better look at you, and that skin is flawless. The foundation, um, sis. That's the foundation for me. Send me the link immediately. I got you. I got you. Not that I have put on makeup in like the last two months, but it is what it is. It is what it is. Anyways, the internet has been ablaze the past couple of days with mm-hmm. multiple topics um and mm-hmm. one of those was the prince harry and Meghan interview with oprah so we thought it would be a good idea to talk about that because at least for me i was like hmm prince harry kind of seems like he might be the black sheep of this family because mm-hmm. this is not the first time that we've heard of him not necessarily agreeing with the way his family do does things but mm-hmm. this is obviously the first time that he actually like chose to walk away and remove himself from uh, yeah from the royal family. So that's what we're gonna be talking about today. Maki, you have anything else you want to add? I want to just say like you know we have listeners and supporters that are from the asian and asian american community pacific islander community and we just wanted to say like we're with y'all um you know we see you we believe you um yeah we want to be about like making sure we are um being aware of the specifics um that create i think like an unsafe environment for especially women asian Asian American women um and I think like in some ways we know what that's like being black women being African women but like there are a lot of ways that I feel like I can't imagine you know what the last couple of days have been like so mm. yeah I just wanted to hold a little space like for that and we hope like you know this episode feels like lighthearted and also just like kind of a break from that um yeah and but yeah, I just wanted to like acknowledge that and say like, you know, our hearts are with you. So, and I'm glad you said that. That's a good disclaimer. It's not that we're ignoring what's happening. It's just that everything is very heavy right now. So we felt like it would be a good time to lighten the conversation a little bit because I know I need an escape from everything that's happening. So mm-hmm. we hope to today's conversation is a little bit of an escape from what's happening in the world although we're gonna we're still gonna tie some ideas around like wholeness and absolutely you know but yeah where to begin first of all do you think do you after watching the interview do you think Mm. megan is telling the truth oh about her experiences oh about her experiences yes a hundred percent a hundred percent i um I don't know, just, she's, is very, she's just, like, very credible person to me, like, mm-hmm. I mean, you saw how she was, like, she's very sweet, like, soft-spoken, um, and I'm not saying people can't mask and put up a front, but I, I just don't think, like, historically, like, mm-hmm. that's not who she's been, um, I mean, from what they're telling us, like, 
they tried they didn't like just hop they off tried the to train. ask for help they tried to exactly ask to step down they mm-hmm. you know yeah like they were pushed out and then when they made like that official decision then it was like oh they left mm-hmm. so in my head i'm like she just doesn't and i don't know if you caught this but like all that eggshell walking she was doing like tiptoeing, yeah like, she was trying to protect the mm-hmm. the reputation of the family and the people yep. that were saying the things i personally think whoever made comments about her baby's skin tone should be put on blast i i I personally think they should because that is like you need to be checked hard that's not okay that's unacceptable that's Mm -hmm. not something that needs to be kept under wraps Mm -hmm. like gosh but it made me think and i was watching this um with my partner and it made us think that when just seeing when Harry came in and when he was talking and just looking at his body language and stuff, I felt so bad for him because I feel like he is like torn between the two. Like he's torn between his new family, right? His wife and his kids and that side of things. And then he's between that and tradition and his bloodline like his blood family and all the years that has been passed down all the years of traditions and culture and whatever that he was raised in because I just for me when I was watching him it's it's it doesn't seem like a I'm free I've broken free of the chains type of thing like rah rah type of thing it's more like he's still hurting a lot from having to leave his family but felt like he had to do that for his wife and his kid I don't know. That's what I took away from it, from just watching him. I mean, I definitely think he wasn't excited. Like he was, it was still like somber in Mm -hmm. how he expressed what was going on, but it didn't feel like, well, like, you know, the wife is having a hard time, so I got to go with her. Like, it's the right thing to do. Yeah. Like, I mean, they had that, that, you know, Oprah asked that question later on, like towards the ends, you know, asking like, yeah. Yeah, like it was very much a joint um, thing, and and she's and he said something around the lines of like she saved me, um, and nope. Oprah asked him that. Oprah asked, "Yeah, do I said, you Oprah. feel like she saved you?" And yeah. then Harry was like, "Yeah, in some sort." I don't know. I don't think. I think because I feel like Oprah even asked. I feel like he. She was like. Um, if it's, if it wasn't for your wife, would you still be there? Right? I think she mm-hmm. asked that question, and he yep. said, "Absolutely, I would still be there." Yeah. Do you see what I mean? So it's but like, without the wife, would you have ever really took? Not just not. I mean, he wouldn't have ever had to leave his family, but would he have been comfortable enough to live in his truth? which did not really match what the royal family wanted for him. Mm-hmm. That's the that's the question. Would he have been courageous enough to take a step back from, mm-hmm. you know, whatever it was called, senior membership? I mm-hmm. highly doubt that without her. Mm-hmm. But to say that but I don't think that um you know, him leaving is kind of there's definitely tension, there's definitely hurt there, but there's an, I don't I don't sense like a regret or did I make the right type of decision? I don't sense that at all mm. um, from mm-hmm. him mm-hmm. and from Megan like it 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 seemed very much like 
a joint partnered like decision process mm-hmm. like it's really they were pushed out like i don't i mean he they were they like really he were. said his security was taken away as well yeah you know what i mean so i don't think i also thought it was interesting when <clears throat> oprah asked about her being suicidal and if he mm. had spoken to anybody about it and he said no he hadn't because he was ashamed of it mm. but then megan had said she had spoken to people about it and she had spoken to him about it and they had seeked help together about it that's why i was like hmm that Hold sounds on. i might have yeah. to go back to that one because i don't yeah. remember him saying i don't remember I don't remember Megan the part where she, Oprah. Yes, I remember when Megan talked about it. I don't right. remember what Harry said that he never spoke to nobody about yeah, it. Yeah, he didn't tell anybody about it because he was kind of embarrassed. Like he was kind of ashamed to admit really? that that's how far she was. Hmm. So I'm like, so did y'all talk to someone about it or did you not? This like, is not I to dis- discredit Megan, by the way. I believe Megan. I believe that the experiences that she had, the racist experience that she had and the words that were being said to her. I absolutely believe those things. I do also believe that there's more to the story though, in terms of what role her and Harry played in this whole thing. I don't think, because I always think there's, I don't think racism is acceptable. I don't think what she went through with the media or the family is acceptable, but I just want to know like what, role did they play in everything like how did they really navigate everything i don't know i i I don't know i think well i do i know what i think is that like oprah asked those questions and she was like did did you blindside the queen like did you blindside your Mm -hmm. father and he was like my dad literally asked me to write everything down like he he knew the dates like when we're gonna release that statement that we were leaving like we're going to Canada. Like we were calling them. Like we kept calling them. Mm. Um, and I just, for me, it's really hard for me to know to think that there could be like some. I don't know. Like what? Not telling the truth, basically, because I'm like historically. I mean, when you think about Harry's mother, yeah. like yeah that's the math is mathing yeah right now so yeah. um you're right yeah and i think that for me that's what what was going on but i will say like one thing that really drew me about the interview was um just that she like chose to tell her truth mm-hmm. um and well him as well and just thinking through like what kind of consequences that had for them oh girl man when i said there was some tears that's some real courage that was some courage for real Mm. um when she was talking about like there's already been a lot lost you know um and i just think i mean for harry it's like he doesn't i mean i'm just gonna you know speculate like his relationship with his father and his brother is like strained mm-hmm. and it was probably stuff that was always there they were just pretending not there but it was it was definitely brought to the forefront because of um you know everything that that unfolded but like 
if you do not play that role in the family that they expect you, like the love, the affection, the support will be taken away Mm -hmm. unconscious or consciously. And I think that was hard to, to see that for them. And I'm really proud of them, especially when you bring it in from that lens. I'm like, this is what it looks like sometimes to be a black sheep. This is literally what it looks like sometimes to be a truth teller. It's like the family that you were born into will, you know, remind you that love is conditional. (laughs) If you don't abide by our rules, if you don't continue to play into our traumas, Mm -hmm. I'm going to call them traumas. If you don't continue to play into our toxicity because that's where we are comfortable and that's what Mm -hmm. we know. We are going to withdraw affection. We are going to push you out. We are Mm -hmm. going to make you feel like an outsider. We are going to make you feel like you, like the the group, the mob mentality is going to kick in. Um, It's big time. It hits very close to home. I'm not going to lie. Very. It's very close to home because it's, I'll just say that for now. So yeah, I'm I'm really <laughs> proud of them. I'm really proud of them for taking that step and on such a like big scale too, on a, such mm-hmm. a big platform. Like the whole world is looking at you, like the mm-hmm. royal family. Like this is a family that people thought was untouchable. Like just it's crazy. It's crazy. It really is, and I think they said some he said something very um significant where he was saying that that his the royal family has this relationship with the press Mm. and so it's kind of like this expose them very exposed like advantageous relationship like you give me a little i'm gonna give you little you protect me i'm gonna protect you and I mean, when you think about it, the royal family is very vulnerable because, mm, I mean, mm, mm. the the world is moving on from, like, monarchies and, like, absolute type governments. Like, if, if like, the country can, like, rally around and organize, like, they could get rid of it. Like Yeah. You know they're, I mean? they're, it's kind of like he was saying they are relevant because the people make them relevant. Mm-hmm. Low key. He's like. Like, if the press don't protect so, them. Exactly. Like the monarchy is done yeah their money is gone yeah like it's over for them so i think that was exposing for for the family and for him to say that and i just think like that's the black sheep which uh, i have my qualms with that but people also call it the scapegoat Mm -hmm. that that role in the dysfunctional family um system and like that scapegoat like sees the turmoil in the family it sees like the under underlying issues and and wants to speak the truth about them but like the rest of the family is dependent on that narrative mm-hmm. on that dysfunction and so instead of attacking the dysfunction they attack that individual mm-hmm. um they say that individual is the problem they try to focus on them instead of the issue so i just like you said like harry's had that um, I don't know. Historically, he's been that kind of like different, not into like the royal, you know, mm. situation. Um, so it almost kind of makes sense. Like this kind of felt like on track with how he is. I bet he feels a lot more free, you know. 
Man. It's a lot of suffering, but very liberating. I even thought about it through the birth order and personality thing because William is the oldest mm. and he's the one who's like for the duty. He's like, We have to live <laughs> by the book, we have to follow the rules, we have to make mama proud, we have to make the tradition. <laughs> you know? I feel like he's just very much like honor, duty and mm. Harry's like what does your heart feel (laughs) (laughs) he's the one who's like nah i gonna do what my my heart is telling me to do so yeah i feel you on that um i would say too one thing about um that interview that really resonated with me was how being in a very toxic environment an abusive environment that's what she was in they were Mm. in um, where you're being gaslit, mm. um, where like, yeah, people don't believe you, they dismiss you or they say they do believe you, but there's nothing that they can do about it. It's, it, you feel very much so in a bind. Mm-hmm. Um, you're like, I can't go this way and I can't go that way. It's very crazy making, like it will make you go insane. Like that mm. feeling, even when I think about it now, I'm like, <laughs> just something in my stomach is like like it I feel disturbed um yeah and I I have been in a situation like that and it you very much feel like cornered and yeah. nowhere to go and so yeah. when she was talking about her struggles like mentally I'm like it totally makes sense like you're unsafe yeah your mind your body is like there's no way out of here you've tried like And I feel like the media and everybody, the world was trying to gaslight her low key by saying Mm -hmm. things like, didn't you know what you were signing up for? Did you Mm. do any research before becoming a royal? I'm like, what that got to do with everything else that came with like the negativity (laughs) and the toxicity? You're not getting married into the royal family so you can be discriminated against, have the press drag you because of your race, to people talking about the tone of your child. Like, no, ain't nobody signing yeah. up for that. Like, what? Nobody. And nobody. I, I remember even Oprah giving the comparison of how the media was talking about her versus Kate. Mm-hmm. Like, when she was eating an avocado or something or when she was Bruh. cradling her stomach. Um when Kate was cradling her stomach, it was seen as like nurturing and motherly and so cute. But when she, Megan would hold cradle her stomach and people would take pictures, they'd be like, Oh, she's so vain. Like she just wants everybody to know that she's pregnant and the avocado thing, (laughs) the avocado thing. When Kate was pictured eating avocado, it was like, Oh, so nutritious. So good for the baby. She's eating healy. But when it was Megan, they were talking about de- deforestation. <laughs> like what? Unethical, like crazy. This is around getting that. I'm like, bro, have you ever experienced something like that? Like in real life, like you're in the corporate world. Yeah. I don't know. You went to like people gaslighting me. Like gaslighting you, like, you know, maybe, you know, for someone else, like maybe like an American white or whatever, like you might, you know, when we think about like having a strong personality, like Mm -hmm. for a white male, it's like, oh, he's a leader, potential, Mm -hmm. talented. Mm -hmm. But when you're a black male, you're like, "Mm," like grouchy or girl, the whole time I was on, on my second client, I was being gaslighted. Okay. 
like mm-hmm. it was horrible i just remember getting feedback that i was very antisocial. you know me this is the feedback right. i was getting i'm very antisocial. i'm not interested in building personal relationships oh my gosh um, i'm not interested in connecting with the team why because when we go out to lunches together and they would talk about their cats and their children. <laughs> <laughs> and they're Timmy playing, the scene. Timmy playing soccer and their houses in the Poconos. I couldn't relate. So yeah. I'm not one to have superficial conversation or try to insert myself in conversations Mm -hmm. that I don't belong in or that I have nothing to say on. So I wouldn't say anything. I would just listen or I would scroll on my phone. Mm -hmm. But for them, that was me being disengaged and antisocial. And I'm like, y'all's life experiences and mine don't match up and I'm not fake. That's, that's, that's the difference because they love to like fiend interest in each other's lives. Mm-hmm. And I'm not like that, but they fiend interest. And then lunch is over. All you hear is what the fuck? Lindsay? <laughs> <laughs> I'm so fucking tired of hearing about Lindsay's fucking cat. Okay. If she tells us about the cat one more fucking time, I'm going to fucking kill myself. Okay. So then why the hell were you asking Lindsay if her cat gained or lost weight? Why were you asking Lindsay what cat food Lindsay put her cat on because the cat's stomach was hurting last week? Why did you ask the question if you didn't want to hear about it? That's what they wanted me to do. It sounds like you was listening though, Loki. (laughs) I had no choice but to listen. Yeah. Lindsay, girl. Oh, Lord. Lord Jesus. <laughs> Nobody from my job listens to this. You better off, girl. We got some Philly listeners. Though. It was an old client. Okay, it's not my current client. I'm on a new client. I love my new client. Old client. Yeah, you do love your new client. I really do. Oh, my gosh. That's but too yeah. funny. Gaslighting in the, in the workplace. Girl, when we were in abusive relationship, toxic relationships, oh, my God. Gaslighting was like an everyday thing it was a love language (laughs) oh no (laughs) i'm telling you (laughs) i'm sorry don't even get me started because i'm at the flame (laughs) it got to the point where i was like do you believe the what you've been telling me the last 30 minutes? Why does Do say? No. He, he, he had to come clean. He had to come clean. It got to the point. I was like, I can't even go back forward with you. I'm like, do you believe it? He said, he said no. I said, okay, then. Click. <laughs> okay, this is, I don't know if this is too off topic, but you know about it reminded me of um what's her name icy girl sweetie oh yeah her and quavo i just do you see that that little twitter situation Mm -hmm. i'm ashamed i wish i was better than being involved in celebrity relationships i just saw someone post it that's why i saw it but do you think quavo's gaslighting a little bit there yes yeah 
she was like um that's not real love if you sharing it with other women so mm-hmm. obviously he was unfaithful and then he was like i'm I'm disappointed you're not the girl that I thought you were. No, the part for me that I felt where he was trying to invalidate her feelings or discredit her was number one, that part, but also to be like, um, like don't lie or whatever. You know, I loved you for real. You know, the love was real, even though there was like messed up things. It's like, you're pretty much saying, yes, I cheated, but at least I loved you for real. Like, what is that? Mm -mm. Men are the weakest link. (laughs) 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 Need to go straight to the dumpster. (laughs) That's going to be the clip for this week. (laughs) Mm -mm. Men are the weakest link. I'm sorry. Gaslighting would just be like <laughs> that. Is beginning this hype? Uh, truly, because you look back and you're like, how could I have tolerated that? How could I have been so blind to that? Like, how could I? But honestly, you have to go through it to get the lens to see it. You really do. You I ever look it. around you and you see? Let me stop. <laughs> stop. Stop. <laughs> this is your sign. Stop. Okay. <laughs> You was getting a little too comfortable, ma'am. It's recording. A little too comfortable. (laughs) Let me chill, all right? Chill out. We've been giggling, cackling. We still on the mic. (laughs) (laughs) Reminder, okay? No, but for real, like, when, when you said, like, when you're in that, when you're in that situation, like, I remember when I was in that work situation where I was being gaslit and it was so abusive, like, I literally, I was having panic attacks. Like, I was Mm. done for. Like, I did not know. My body was, like, confused. Like, it was so traumatic. Like, Mm -hmm. I still have trauma. Like, I try and, like, I do not say people's names from that period. Like, I do not, like, look on their stuff. Like, I absolutely, I don't even, until I'm ready to, like, dive deep and I have support through that. Like, I can't go further into that time period. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, now that I look back on it, it's, like, it really makes me hot in my chest, like, Mm -hmm. to think, like, people really, like, try to have a hold on you, like, such a manipulative, like, type of control on you to make you disbelieve your own um, sight Mm -hmm. and your own, like, conscious and your own, like, understanding and perspective of what's so evidently happening right before you yeah so and they're so good at it that's the that's the thing about gaslighters or people that use gaslighting they're so good at it it actually confuses you Mm because just now when you mentioned like your body i remember that feeling of like i felt like my nervous system was shot Mm -hmm. like anxiety all the time all the time on high alert all the time anticipating it's like that feeling of waiting for someone to slap you so you're constantly like flinching like Mm -hmm. constantly like in that mode oh worst feeling ever do not recommend it do not recommend that's why i think you know we i can say we both feel so we just admire them like speaking their truth because that's really the only like I think one huge mark of that time when you're in that toxic environment is like, you know, there's really deep consequences for you standing up for yourself Yeah, and you're not sure if it's worth it or you can't, you know, you're, you're unable to. 
And so when you finally do and say like F the consequences, like it is what it is, that's so powerful and it's so healing. And there was a time where you didn't think you had a voice, but then you actually like reclaim it and utilize it. It's very, very, very like it's empowering. It's, you know, dignifying. It's, you know, everything that you needed um, from yourself in that moment. So, yeah. I remember Mm. that you were born to also be happy. You were born to thrive. You weren't just born to be a part of your blood family forever. You weren't just born to be a daughter or a sister. You were born to create your own life and be happy and thrive. So whenever you feel like maybe I should just lay low, maybe I should just follow what they say maybe I should just if those things don't make you happy seek your happiness pursue your happiness to its full extent pursue Mm -hmm. it because when you die you will die alone when you were born you were born alone so remember that the priority in life is you is your soul is making sure that you are good um whatever that looks like good luck with the fallout (laughs) (laughs) i'm in here with you though so hey yeah i can't lie like low-key as someone that i grew up in a faith background like a christian background like when you hear they teach you like when you hear someone say like it's all about you like your truth da 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 they make you feel like oh you're being selfish Mm. and you're not learning how to forbear with people and like, you know, kind of like persevere. Yeah. Or like, you know, people are like they're human. And so like, you know, they'll come around or it's all, we're all in a fallen place. Like Mm. there's a lot of, even that is gaslighting. Yeah. If I'm saying like, no, this situation is unbearable. This is not how it should be. I am powerless in this situation. There's a power imbalance. Like, I nobody is listening to me like I'm silenced Mm -hmm. like that's not a situation where you need to feel bad and say like I'm taking myself out no matter who gets mad at this regardless of who it is regardless of who this is exactly or who I'm gonna upset in the process like if you need to quit your job if you need to like in that relationship whatever um I just think like I I I want to speak to those like listeners too, like you know it's not doing things for you and making sure you're healthy and in healthy environments is not selfish right and doing things for you also includes building a strong relationship with god as well because when i say you only have one you and like the point of life is to also like learn to like thrive be happy heal and all of that I feel like as a Christian the point of life is to learn how to get closer to God or to Mm -hmm. walk in his word you know Mm -hmm. or to be a like a reflection of him in the world Mm -hmm. so I think whatever whatever you need to do to stay on that track I think it's a better way to say like whatever you need to do to be a reflection of God in the world to be the best version of yourself to get closer to God to build a stronger bond with him do that 
prioritize mm-hmm. that over any other relationship. I don't care if it's your mom, your dad, your sister, your brother. It doesn't matter who it is. The priority and the priority relationship is God. And if those people bring out the worst in you, put you in places that are very like toxic, abusive, uncomfortable, then they're kind of hindering you from that path, from that walk. Mm -hmm. And so if you even look at it through that lens, I think it helps with the feeling selfish part because you're doing this for the greater good, like for Mm -hmm. God, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. And I think that's the case even with like Harry and Meghan, like they, he was saying like, he's like, I've, this is the most I've ever talked with my grandmother. Yeah. They're closer than ever. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's like, there was always stuff going on between his like dad and his brother that was under the surface that finally now it's like, up close and personal and they actually have to like look at it and face it you know so when you say the greater good that's really what I think about it's like you're finally just being real mm-hmm. and like being honest and being sober about it so there's a lot of there's a lot of consequences there's a lot yeah. of backlash but we want to be truth tellers mm-hmm we understand that our role might have been being a black sheep or a scapegoat, but I think we are loving that we we didn't want to be comfortable with dysfunction mm-hmm. and Speak realizing. For <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead and I don't dysfunction know if I'm it. loving it, but <laughs> learning to love it. Yeah, yeah. It's time for our self-care tip. Tip it up, girl. (laughs) (laughs) So the story behind it is I was in a counseling intensive and I was actually telling a story about where I was very much so like the black sheep. I was the scapegoat in that situation. And I was trying to like, you know, really decipher the situation and really break it down, break it down, break it down. Like, oh, yeah, this that place, that person was playing that role. Da, 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 da. And then the facilitator, sorry, just asked me straight up and was like, do you love that Makta? Mm-hmm. Like the story was from when I was like 16 and I was like, huh? And she was like, do you love her? And it like I'm when I say the tears were immediate there was like I was trying to decipher and like explore like every like insight about that scene and really understand why I felt like the black sheep and why I spoke up and I was like disciplined and punished whatever for it um but for her she wanted to bring me to like love that makta that spoke up love mm-hmm. that makta that saw that we were you know, not treating one another well and wanted to say like, Hey, like, let's, let's move away. Let's pivot. Mm. Let's not, let's not, um, you know, continue to enact in the cycle. And, um, so for me, the self care tip is looking back at yourself and seeing that scapegoat, seeing that person that didn't want to participate Mm. in the dysfunction and telling them this is your inner inner child this is your younger self in that specific situation and telling them that you love them Mm. 
inner child work is key actually it really is key i'm like i'm not even that type so here for me like at first i was like huh what is this but when you think about you know writing a letter to yourself from to your younger self you know Mm. that doesn't sound too scary right like that's inner child work yeah we do that all the time we do things like that and so i like that that's a good one that's one that i need to start practicing more too yeah do you have that thing where you picture yourself at a certain age whenever you think of yourself as a child Mm -hmm. what age is that 12 because i heard somewhere i can't remember where it was but apparently that the age that you picture yourself at the most um when you think about yourself in in childhood is probably the age at which something really traumatic happened typically Mm -hmm. it tends to be a, a time of your life where something really big happened that like scarred your memory or your mind so that's why you tend to go back to that age and for me that's like i always think of myself as like five or six Mm-hmm. And there's still so much that I need to uncover about that age because I think my mind has worked really hard to protect me. So mm-hmm. sometimes the trauma that I experienced as a kid, it comes back in like bits and pieces. Like I, mm-hmm. I can't really put it all together, but it's like moments in time that I can remember. That makes a lot of sense, at least from what I've heard. Like you that know. is the essence of trauma that you just get bits and pieces and your like beautiful little brain body at five was like you can't carry this (laughs) let's (laughs) just pretend this did not happen okay (laughs) (laughs) that's survival mode yeah Mm -hmm. and that's what you needed at that time so thank you absolutely thank you little brain thank you little samantha truly oh that makes me emotional little sam she did good yeah she did good she survived anyways guys this episode is long as hell so long as hell cut cut snip snip (laughs) yeah thank you so much for joining us for another conversation um on am i whole yet we hope you guys enjoyed and got a second to escape and laugh with us because laughter is the best medicine honestly it truly is yeah cheesy but it is (laughs) um yeah you guys look out for some announcements okay there's an announcement coming so keep your ears out keep your eyes open Um, We have some super exciting things coming this season. I'm so Mm -hmm. excited. So we got some cooking. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We really do. Okay. Um, Make sure you guys rate us on iTunes. Make sure you guys like on Instagram. Save our posts. Help us with the algorithms. Um, You know, share the podcast. Subscribe on iTunes. We would love to hear more from you guys. But if you guys love the podcast and want us to keep going, make sure you are supporting in all the ways we need you to support. And that includes (laughs) subscribing, liking, sharing, (laughs) commenting, all of that. Okay, or else we're going to leave (laughs) y'all. We're going to make these episodes private. How about that? <laughs> Listen, I had a little more pride than to say that off <laughs> front, but she just got down to it. So, I'm just saying. You know, we just telling the truth out here. Like <laughs> so, Hashtag truth tellers. Truth tellers. Hashtag 
Hashtag get up. All right. <laughs> mm-hmm. We love y'all. Thank you for the love support so far. We just, yeah, we really appreciate it. So we'll see you next time.